The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGP and Merge Store. From now up until Tuesday, get 20% off when you use the promo code NFCBEAST. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am in Newcastle upon Tyne on the northeast coast of England. Uh, we have a two man show tonight. It is uh, Thursday, September 22, and we are here to handicap a handful and a few more games um, from the MLB State Friday, September the 23rd. And uh, my co-host tonight, Sporting uh, Stars and Stripes, patriotic, um, greatest country in the world, bandana. Mr. Noah Benick, how are you doing? Pretty good, Malcolm. Yeah, I'm just repping the, the USA for the President's Cup today. I tilled one of uh, Boston Kappa's picks uh, in the Cantlay and uh, Shoffley match, and they took it easily. They were like five up in the first 12 holes. Um a little under the weather today. I bit my tongue, so I've got a little bit of a lisp as well. <laughs> um, but you know what? We're ready. We're ready to get through these games. You got me and Malcolm again, so you always know that's going to be good news. You got an hour full of less games, so you just make it good fun and quality, right? Right, Malcolm? Well, tonight should be okay. Um, there's no Great Britain didn't qualify. I have. Scoured the area yeah, for creatures. Flat, yeah, I've scoured the area for flying animals, crawling animals, like creeping animals, slimy animals of any description, and there's nothing in here. Um, I've got no onion facts or, in fact, vegetable facts of any description whatsoever. So, we, I mean, Moon will be delighted to hear. We could actually uh, just stick to um, MLB. Saying that, Can I am going to... Sorry. I didn't know. I'm going to scrap that no Great Britain chat because we've just discussed off air that uh, Jazz Chisholm is going to be um, representing Team GB in the WBC next year. Uh, Jazz Chisholm is of uh, Bahamian origin and did play in the qualifiers for GB in 2017 when he was about seven years old. Um, That's ridiculous. So he's going to, uh, he's going to make it... Uh, for Team GB next year. But that is it. That's all the Team GB chat we'll have. And we can leave that now till next March. Um, so, yeah, we are. There's plenty of day games today. It's uh, around about 20 past 10 in the evening where I am. But there's been there's been some day games early on. Nothing of huge consequence. Um, I think I took an under in the, the one game off the uh, from the bottom draw that I took uh, was the under in the Texas in. LA Angels game, which finished at eight. Um, I think I claimed at eight. And yeah, eight and a half is too high, is what I said yesterday. <laughs> so we finished at eight in that one. Obviously, a good judge. But I made a rookie error this afternoon, Noah, in that all week long, I've faded the Twins against the Royals. Um, we had them. Let's, I've gone back through my little pad here. Uh, Kansas City, we had the team ride the other night um, for the Queen. I can't remember who was pitching in that one. That was Zach Greinke against Dylan Bundy. Yep. Last night, or yeah, last night we had 
Um, Lynch against Bailey over. Casey at plus 140. Cash that one as well. Um, on last night's show, I mentioned that I have saved the career of Jonathan Heasley uh, in the same way that I'd saved the career of Annabelle Sanchez by fading him like four games in a row. And then for some reason this afternoon, I, I backed Minnesota. I mean, spent all week saying how they're broken. They're completely... I think they had, they had two hits today. I said the bats are broken. They're not interested. Um the Royals have been great value all week. Um, I ended up all, back in Minnesota. All, all month. Like the last two months, yeah. honestly. And then I just sat there in horror and watched. Uh, the Royals won the game 4-1, to one, but they had 10 hits to Minnesota's two. It was just a non-event, and I knew. I mean, what would? why would I do that, Noah? After all the homework we've done, why would I press those buttons on my laptop to make know. my money go on Minnesota? It, I mean, it's like I don't want to win. Like, it's ridiculous. It feels like that move was still better than both my lock and my dog yesterday. Uh, <laughs> 0-2, and, and neither of them were even in the fucking stratosphere. Our Pittsburgh um, bet was funny. Out in the first inning, we both took them first five in money line or whatever, and we gave that one to Sean too. To yeah, go yeah, run. I saw that on the on the Discord <laughs> channel. Sean <laughs> Sean came back with his tail between his legs a couple of hours later. I was like, "Nice pick, guys. It's not our fault, really." I, I didn't even check the Discord. Honestly, I'm so bad at like keeping it up to date, and I feel so guilty sending the link in the Discord. Hey, come check us out live because I haven't talked to you in ten hours. But fuck, dude, the Pittsburgh game was done. Contreras <laughs> racked up eleven strikeouts in four point two, but he gave up like seven runs. I don't know how that's possible. And then my lock yeah. for two straight nights was the Cardinals Padres over. Yeah, not even close. Snell had a was no one, one to six. nothing last night. Yes, yeah, Snell had a no hitter through six, and it was one zero. Just terrible. Yep. And the night so. before was when I'd taken Clevenger out my fantasy team, and he was top class as yep. well. So, yeah, between like, the two of us, we're making a right pig's ear of everything. Yeah. Um, Moonaf, however, um, although Moonaf is <laughs> off the radar, uh, he is quietly just posting winners on the graphic. So, uh, listen to the show, listen to us to have a bit of a laugh. Go and find Moonaf's picks. That would be my advice. <laughs> so yeah, it's an easy game, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, easy game. So uh, Friday we've got round about nine or ten games with playoff implications. We're to concentrate on. Uh, we might just dip into the bottom draw as well. Um, I love that term. Yeah, with the bottom draw covers everything. Done it just where you you put all the old tat that you don't need anymore. Um, there are. Quite a few lines missing. We tend to have this on a Thursday night. I think we just Annoying. talked about it offline, saying that maybe because it's the getaway day. Um, and so there's a lot of day games today and then teams are sort of travelling. So maybe the lines are just a little bit a little bit slower coming out heading into the weekend. Um, no day baseball tomorrow at all. Uh, the slate gets underway at 6.35. But we will start our handicap at uh, 6.40pm with a matchup between the Milwaukee Brewers and the Cincinnati Reds. Officially a TVD picture for the Brewers. Uh, Mike Miner, the lefty, is slated to go for Cincinnati. We've got no lines on this one. Uh, like I said, there's three or four games in this position um, with Jason Alexander unconfirmed uh, by the Brewers. But I do think, did you um, agree with Jason Alexander's presence, Noah, by the way? Yes, I, I see Alexander as well. Okay. I mean, so I can handicap it for you, give you some thoughts. Uh, we could yeah. do with this is where we need the Rockford lines, don't we? We need Dylan to give yeah. us his uh, his homemade numbers for us. But, uh, Jason Alexander is 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, two and three on the year. 540 ERA, 71 and two thirds, 46 strikeouts. Mike Miner, four and 12 with a 606 ERA, 98 innings and 76 strikeouts. Um, Alexander is what he thought he uh, he was. He's 614 in his last five, 535 on the road. Um He's lost the also well the Brewers have lost every start that he's made. Um, Mike Miner in a similar boat, uh, four ninety seven in his last five. He's got a six twenty two home ERA all round poor uh, from Mike Miner. Uh, I mean, again, handicap this a long time ahead of time. We've still got no lines out on it, and what I tend to do is look at my instinct and then try and find a reason to go against it when I see the lines try and find something that's going to talk me out of it The you don't need to look beyond the over here but obviously that depends on the number if they put the over up at 17 we're not going to take it um, yeah. I mean the two offences are anemic which is why I think this over could be I don't know eight and a half no, or something like that I would take it over eight and a half I might take an over nine uh, and maybe um, be happy with the push on it but there's got to be runs in this game just because both pitchers give up gazillions of them what do you think? Yeah anemic is the correct word for both of these offenses uh, I guess I can give out a couple of trends Milwaukee has hit their over in six of their last nine games and they're 14 and six in the last 20 games against the Cincinnati Reds three and eight though in their last 11 on the road the Reds they go completely against that over trend but you know that could end up hitting and breaking that trend with the books setting their lines. The unders hitting five in a row for the Reds and they're three and 10 in the last 13. Um, although in this series, the last 15 games, the over is hitting 10 of them. So yeah, my initial lean here was the over in this one as well. But again, without a total, I really honestly blind. I would take this one eight and a half or less. I would go over nine is when you just need to question it. Maybe look to see if Munov locks it up on his graphic <laughs> or you go to MLB or the MLB picks page on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Um, yeah, it, it's a weird one for the odd setters because if you handicap the pitches, you want to go over. Um, if you handicap yeah. the offences, you'd set the total at about six. So um, that's that's what leads me to think it might be something manageable, uh, like eight and a half. So um, we'll find out in June course. Next game of relevance is a 7.05 Eastern first pitch between the Houston Astros and the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Jose Ikidi gets the ball for Houston. And Dean Kramer is on the hill for Baltimore. Uh, we've got full lines on this one. Houston are the favourites, minus 153. Baltimore, plus 130. Total set at seven and a half. Noah, take it away. All right. So Houston at Baltimore, and I'm sorry, my lisp is pissing me off, so it might might bother somebody listening as well. I just want to address it. The Astros are 10-1 and one in their last 11 games currently on a seven-game road win streak. And the Orioles, they're two and four in the last six. They almost got swept by the Tigers. Um, Jose Urquidy is 13-7 and seven on the year with a 3.96 ERA, 127 strikeouts, 35 walks, 157 innings pitched. He's gotten rocked. for his, uh, he, he got rocked for six runs in his last two starts against the Angels in the Athletics. And then for Baltimore, Dean Kramer gets the ball to start. 
Seven and five with a three thirty-three ERA, seventy-five strikeouts, twenty-seven walks, and one hundred and five point one innings pitched. He's a two ninety-one ERA in his last seven starts, so he's been consistently good for a while here. He's one of my guys that I like to uh, tail too. So I mean, I just can't fathom putting my money here on Urquidy after how bad he's looked against two pitiful offenses in the Angels and Athletics in back-to-back games. So right now, I really like this Baltimore money line bet, Malcolm. Yeah, it has to be. You can't. Um... Even if we're wrong, you can't back Houston just because of what you've seen out of Hikidi. It might just be a coincidence. He might come out and shove tomorrow and be absolutely great. But um, <laughs> if that's the case, then I'll, I'll happily back him the next time. But on the back of those two performances, I don't think you can pick him. Um, no. I had a look at the under just because Houston looked like they're getting back to that kind of form again. Um, like they won five to two last night, I think, and that's the classic Houston score. That's a, that's Houston seem to win five to two all the time. Uh, they win, they cover the run line, and then they do it by coming down on the under. Um, but you can't again with Akizi giving up some runs. You can't in good faith take that as well, which really only leaves you the option of Baltimore. Um, and I've got no problem with that at all. Got no problem with Kramer. Got no problem with Baltimore at home. They're going to be more than competitive. And this will be a, this is a decent price for Baltimore, plus 130. It's going to be a fun bet. Um, and I think it's the only, it's the only real side that uh, you could sensibly come down on. Yeah, um, and I, to, get, I mean, to get some value for money. Go you mentioned it. It's like the only real bet that you can really feel confident in. And, I don't know why, but 83% of the public are on the Astros here on the money line and 92% of the money. Like, I know that, you know, when you get like an inflated favorite here on the money line, it's automatically going to draw more money, but that's just way too much. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just, it's probably name recognition more than anything else. Um, yeah. The the lines that we are fetching out, the win bet is the place uh, that we're getting them from. Uh, now is the perfect time for new customers win bet if you bet a hundred dollars you get a hundred dollar free bet you can get a hundred percent deposit match at the casino which is 24 hours at one there for one thousand dollars as well win bet is live in arizona colorado indiana louisiana michigan new jersey new york tennessee and virginia uh, head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet that sports gambling podcast.com slash w-y-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you were someone who knows a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 Fubo TV, if you are a football watcher, is a must have for you. Complete coverage of college and pro football, including red zone uh, games in 4K as well. Hundreds of live sports and entertainment channels. And you don't have to miss anything with the cloud-based DVR system. No contract, no commitment. Cancel at any time. Um, try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-TV.com slash SGP. And finally, in this segment, Odds Trader. Uh, a great tool to firstly compare Odds from major sports books. Also to compare and contrast the different sign-up codes, promos and bonuses that you get so you get the best deal if you're looking for a new book. Uh, once you've started that, you'll get things like play-by-play updates, live scores, player stats, key, key game stats, weather reports and the all-important bet tracker. All of this is to be found at oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader is the number one site for all of your game day bets. Next up, uh, 
first pitch. Going to be a fun series. This is the Atlanta Braves at the Philadelphia Phillies. Joe Jake Odorizzi will go for Atlanta and Aaron Nola draws the start for the Phillies. Uh, the lines are Atlanta are a dog here, plus 116. The Phillies minus 138. Toll is set at seven and a half. Odorizzi, five and five, 404 ERA, has pitched 93 and two thirds with 73 strikeouts. Aaron Nola is nine and 12 on the year, 338 ERA. 186 and one-third pitched with 210 strikeouts. Um, Odorizzi is just very average. Um, he's one of the most average pitchers there is. 465 ERA over his last five. His um, last start actually was against um, Philly. It was his only start against them. Um, and he actually did, he did all right. He, he only went four and two-thirds, but he gave up just one run in that spell. Um, I thought the key stat here when I was handicapping this one was that um, in division, um, only start, started four games, which is a relatively decent sample size. He's got a 4.91 ERA uh, in that division, which is competitive. So I, just, I thought they might have his number, really. Um, Aaron Nola has been relatively inconsistent, actually, of late two, four away in his last five. But if you look at the game log, in that, those last five starts, you've got a complete game shutout, you've got a scoreless performance, and you've got a game where he gave up only one earned run. Then you've got a game where he gave up eight and a game where he gave up four. So what do you get tomorrow? It's really, really tricky. Um, 376 home ERA on the season, 296 in division, uh, which is a full two runs better off. The total for me was out the window because of those inconsistent trends on the pitches. Are we going to get the complete game shutout? Or are you going to get the eight scoreless? Yeah, um, I couldn't rightly get down on the right side of a total here. I thought Nola might be a run better. I thought the Phillies might be a run better than Atlanta um, in this position. It's going to be tight. Um, I had this written down at minus 125 when I handicapped it this afternoon. Shifted a little bit to minus 138. Uh, but yeah, Philly were my play here, Noah. Yeah, I agree with you. And we were talking prior to the podcast, you know, on the YouTube channel, uh, we throw like a ticker game down at the bottom and yeah. he, he threw a couple of games at me and this was one of them. And I was like, what's the pitcher matchup? And he goes, Odorizzi Nola. And I was like, Ooh, I just don't know if Odorizzi can be on there. You know, it's just that feeling that you get with Jake. It's just, he's not consistent and you're not able to back him. Nola, on the other hand, he is, I mean, that one-two punch that Philly has. And honestly, it's been Nola for a while, for at least like two, three weeks, because Wheeler was on the IL. And this guy, they've leaned on him heavily while Wheeler is out. And I think that this is a spot where Philly is still fighting for at least seeding and wildcard position here in the NL. You got to win this game when you have the pitching advantage on the on the starting side. And especially when you look at the money dis differential here, a lot of people are enticed by the uh, Braves being a dog. There's a ton of money and a ton of people on them, 70, 75% on Braves here. So I think we're on the right side with the Phillies. And I really don't have much else to add because it really is only off of starting pitching. I, I handicapped this game yesterday yeah. and it's, you have the better lineup, the better bullpen over there, Atlanta. I really think that you just need Nola to go out there and shove to win a critical game for your ball club. Yeah, I mean, 
the rest of the lineup, I don't know, but I know Matt Olsen's been struggling um, for Atlanta, and I, I know that because uh, the first mention of the of the fantasy matchup this week. Um, but he's uh, he's not doing me any favors, Matt Olsen. And I watched him in the game they lost to Washington yesterday, and he really looked out of sorts. Like he was like a frog in a blender. Uh, stood at the plate there, his arms and legs everywhere. So yeah, it's like, yeah, like a frog. <laughs> In a blender, that's what he looked like. Tried to put bat on ball. <laughs> How does that say come around? You could throw anything in a blender and it doesn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, but frogs are all. Do you know what I mean? For anyone who hasn't got visuals, I'm uh, doing my best. Um, is it an amphibian? Yeah, I'm doing my best frog impression. They're all arms and legs, aren't they? Like, you know, I can't. I can't keep doing that. Sorry, um, but you get what I mean. <laughs> we're good. Uh, we're we're audio, Malcolm. <laughs> We are audio. If you, yeah, for like twenty seconds, that was awesome. People, that's why I said frog in a blender. That's a words work. People can make their own picture now of Never said frog. Don't, that. if you are listening, don't put a frog in a blender, people. That's just cruel. <laughs> uh, just imagine what it would be like. Um, so anyway, thing, like, in, do you do you press the button on the blender, or is it just he's stuck in the blender and he's trying to just crawl yeah. around in it? Uh, well, I think you put you like, you like put it on slow, like. As if you're doing breadcrumbs, maybe. Do you know what I mean? Like, sure. No, you're not trying to pulp pulp the thing. You know, just just give it a warning. Like, I don't know. You get the idea. Um, I love we're talking about, about Matt Olson. Anyway, Matt Olson needs to hit the ball. Is what we're talking about. <laughs> this lineup, um, they they have so many yeah. pieces. Though there's a lot of people that step up on every game. Uh, it's not just Olson. You got Swanson, and yeah. I mean. Yeah, it, it goes all all the way up and down that lineup. They they're able to piece together some runs. They're they're a power hitting Cleveland team. It's just because I watched that game last night. You know the the recency thing does overtake you. So I watched that yeah. game last night, and they were so disappointing. Uh, and again against Washington, you're expecting all of those guys that you just mentioned to put back the ball, and none of them did. They're just going down in order: Acuna, Swanson, Riley, um, Olson, and then all of a sudden you think, well, what happened there? Why has that happened three times? Yeah, um, the second. Yeah, yeah, and then all of a sudden they'll come out tonight for on Wednesday's games and, yeah. and probably go and score double figures. Better, so I think I have them on the run line tonight. Um, so you said Jake Odorizzi wasn't ticker worthy. Uh, so the game we put on the ticker uh, is the old rivalry, the seven o five first pitch between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. Rich Hill, a left-handed veteran goes for the Boston Red Sox and the Amand Garrett Cole gets to start for the Yankees. Lines are the Boston Red Sox plus 185, the New York Yankees minus 225. Total here is set at eight. Uh, and this is all on you, Noah. Uh, so this was not me. This wasn't one of my games. Uh-oh. Okay, but it's not one of my... <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... Boston and the Yankees, let's start off with some trends here. I'm pulling them up on my computer. The total has gone under in 10 of Boston's last 15. They are 2-5 and five straight up in their last seven games against the Yankees. 2-9 uh, and nine in their last 11 went on the road in Yankees Stadium. <clears throat> the Yankees, they're 7-2 in their last nine. They've kind of righted the ship here. The over is hitting four of their last five. Uh, Garrett Cole on the mound for the Yankees. He's 12 and 7 with a 341 ERA, 236 strikeouts. But we all, we all know the deal. He's faced the Red Sox like seven times in the last two years, and he just struggles against the Red Sox. He either 
has a blow-up game or he's going to go out there and throw 10 strikeouts and go seven innings strong. And there's no in between. I think he's had like two two games where he's done really, really well, and the other ones he has not. Rich Hill, on the other hand, he's a lefty. The Yankees are one of the best left-handed hitting lineups in the league. Seven and seven for Hill, 470 ERA, 90 strikeouts. I love the over here. I think that Cole is going to give up his usual runs. Um, and then we get into this, I mean, up and down the order. Every Yankee can crush left-handed hitting, it seems. And Hill seems like a perfect soft-tossing lefty to go out there. And either he's going to get burned by either Judge, Stanton, or uh, Torres, who's having a, a great stretch of games here as well. I like the over. And then right into that Boston bullpen, they're going to help out as well. Malcolm, what do you think? Um, maybe I didn't handicap this fully because I just saw Boston at the Yankees with Garrett Cole on the mound and I just circled Boston. I just wanted to take them. Um, I think that's probably about as far as I got the, that plus 185 price. And also what probably was sprinkled into it was, uh, the money New York Yankees owe us from when we took Pittsburgh last night. And there was that first inning grand slam from, I think it was Cabrera. Is it Oswald Cabrera? Um, first in a grand slam and that was the end of that really so I think we get it back tomorrow I think Richard's going to go out and deal tomorrow um, lefty he's going to he's going to nibble around the place um, and he's going to get these uh, big beefy swingers um, for the New York Yankees and yeah Garrett Cole can um, Raphael Devers can get to him as per usual this uh, was Zander your Bull. game Malcolm I'm just going to I'm going to throw it out there this is yours just because it wasn't yours, that doesn't automatically mean it was mine. <laughs> how does that work? How does, how does that work out? Like, listen, we don't live in a blame culture here, Noah. This is a this is a safe space for people. We don't we're, apportion we're blame up, to anybody. We're getting we're giving up forty three percent wrong bets on the podcast. Fifty seven percent winners. You're going to be wrong half the time, almost. Absolutely. I'm going to do what Sean does. When Sean Green is clearly not handicapped anything, he always says, listen, I'm a good handicapper, which means he hasn't done his research. It's normally when we're talking about the horses. Uh, he says, well, I'm a good handicapper. And that means I haven't even looked at this. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I got handicapped the Boston-New York game uh, and I got handicapped Boston at plus 185. So there you go. Empty your pockets on that. <laughs> seven oh, seven ten Eastern first pitch is the Toronto Blue Jays at the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, TBD pitcher for Toronto here, therefore no lines. Um, but I think it's Alec Minoa, so I don't know what the secrecy is about. Um, and the lefty Jeffrey Springs um, will get the start for Tampa Bay. So, like I say, no lines on this one. Um, I'm guessing you've got Minoa going as well, Noah. Yeah. Yes, I have Manoa going as well. These two faced each other a few weeks ago, I believe. Um, yeah, it's entirely possible. Uh, I like Manoa. I, I got handicapped him again. Um, I, like, <laughs> I didn't actually. Uh, I like Manoa was 14 and 7, 240 ERA, 183 and two thirds with 168 strikeouts. Jeffrey Springs, 9 and 4, 235 ERA. Uh, five spots less than Minoa's, 121 and a third with 130 strikeouts. Um, Minoa has been on fire lately, 129 in his last five, uh, 220 on the road for the season. And he's pitched 86 and two thirds against the AL East this season. Um, isn't it? Yeah, it's about 45% uh, off the top of my head. 45% of his season innings have been in division. Um, come out with a 2.18 ERA 
So I think he's quite settled uh, taking on these divisional rivals here. Uh, Jeffrey Springs, excellent as well. 239 in his last five. Um, he, in division, has a 5-2 and two record uh, with a 252 ERA. Um, the... In terms of a lean, Tampa Bay have lost the last three. And Toronto just look a little bit more up for it. Tampa Bay, um, maybe a, just about, I think the candle's just about to be extinguished on their season where Toronto appear to be ready to make a little bit more of a, a little bit more of a charge. They have a, Toronto have a two game lead over Tampa and I think they could stretch it out over this weekend. Um, I did think, uh, and this is your department here, let me just stick this number in my computer to see what I can come up with. Um, a strikeout prop for Jeffrey Springs um, is something I was looking at because he's not a big name pitcher. Kind of goes under the radar a little bit. Um, if we said on the season, he's over um, nine strikeouts uh, per nine on the season. Um, and his last three games he's struck out six five and two which are actually relatively no numbers he struck he struck out seven and eight in the games before that i think he could get a five and a half a five maybe even a four and a half if the odds makers um just take their eyes off the ball a little bit here and i think jeffrey springs could uh could go and strike out quite a few batters tomorrow so that would be a, a angle to look at my main play though is going to be the first five under. I've given you all the numbers. The ERAs all start with two. The recencies start with one. The in-division records start with two. Uh, the clues are there. It's going to be low. Looks like a pitching matchup to me. Uh, so give me some spring strikeouts, but I'll take the first five under, Noah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Springs. I've been backing them a lot lately, um, but I do not fade Toronto a whole lot. They are actually in the... I mean, they were in the top five of teams that struck out the least in the MLB. Right now, they're number six in the MLB with just over seven and a half strikeouts. So they, they do really well at the plate seeing pitches and uh, <clears throat> working counts. So not fully on board with like another uh, spring strikeout player, but I mean, he's definitely capable of doing it. My storyline of this game, uh, I forgot to mention it yesterday. Um Randy Arozarena and Yandy Diaz. It was rumored. Did you hear about this? Nope. So it was rumored that these two got in a scuffle in the parking lot after one of their losses. Yeah. And Yandy Diaz has mysteriously landed on the IL. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so I think there's something going on here. As the Rays, you know, last week we were talking about this Rays-Blue Jays series, how it was such a pivotal series that the Rays needed to win in order to stay in the AL East. He got swept by the Blue Jays. This parking lot altercation occurs, and Yandy Diaz is on the IL. So he's got a little bit of a shoulder issue. He's missed the last two straight, two games straight, and he will not play Thursday, and it doesn't look like he's going to play Friday either with a shoulder injury. So for me, I'm on the Blue Jays. Like I said this on yesterday's podcast. I just didn't mention that angle as well. They, they look like the better team for me. Manoa is a better starter on the mound. He's been one of the best pitchers in the AL all year. Springs, I like him. So if you want to take the under, go ahead. We just got to wait and see where that comes out. But Blue Jays, I think, are going to win this game. Okay. Um, no house advantage or change in the game by often the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. You can play in pick and contests versus other people for a chance of winning 250 
thousand dollars or more in cash uh, you can download the app choose your contest select your players and earn points for correct picks climb the leaderboard to win that big money um all the major sports represented there if you check out no house advantage today you'll experience daily fantasy sports redefined um we have a promo code sgpn at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to 25 dollars promoguide.us the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies they will direct you to all the cash bonuses um, from the major sports books there's a VIP discord group as well uh, that all points you in the right direction the daily promo updates as well really informative so you can cash in big um, whenever there's some bonus money to be made promo guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans as well. It's not all AI stuff. They were there. There's real people there digging out the good stuff for you. Go to promoguide.us and check out their 100% tracked, transparent and proven method for betting smarter. Make sure you check out promoguide.us. And finally, Sleeper, the fantasy platform, uh, which I assume you use. I just checked mine before we came on tonight to see if I had any Steelers or Browns that needed moving in or out of my flex spot or anything. Uh, I've got one. Pat Fry and with Shago, and that was about it. Nothing exciting. Um, but the over-under game on sleep, I saw the little icon there next to my players. I could have clicked on Pat Fry and Muth if I fancied to have a big game uh, and put a couple of quid on him to go over his uh, receptions or receiving yards, something like that. You can win two to 20 times that money that you do put in uh, if you want to play that game. It's the first game that is integrated into your fantasy experience. Uh, the thing to do is join our listener group at sleeper.com slash SGP. Uh, Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100 with that promo code SGP. Sleeper.com slash SGP for a $100 match on your first deposit. T's and C's apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Next up is, I keep having to frantically scroll up to the top left to say I haven't missed the Mets out, but the Mets are on the West Coast, so they come further down the list chronologically. Um, 805 Eastern is where we're going to the Cleveland Guardians and the Texas Rangers where Cody Morris will get the start for Cleveland and John Gray goes for Texas. Uh, do we have any lines on this one? We do. Um, it's a close one on the books. Cleveland minus 104, Texas minus 115, and the total is set at seven and a half. Uh, Cody Morris is a rookie pitcher. No, this is your wheelhouse. Yeah, I mean, we talked about him earlier this season as well. He's He's been good in the minor leagues coming up and – He's been somebody that I've kept my eye on. He's 0-2 on the year to start, though. Um, I guess uh, you can run with it in the pitching matchup because I'm not actually going to side with him today. Okay. Uh, you're, a, you're, a, you're a Texas better tomorrow, are you? Yes, sir. Um, okay. Any any particular reason? Are you going to elaborate? Oh. Yeah, yeah, I, I will. I, I didn't know you were keeping it a secret. So for me, <laughs> why not? Uh, for me, Cleveland went from playing in a pivotal series against the White Sox to going to play in a piv- pivotal series against the Twins, back to playing against the White Sox. They've had back-to-back-to-back series, high intensity, and this team plays with a ton of intensity. I think this is a little bit of a letdown spot and a travel spot after that White Sox series going down to Texas where John Gray pitches amazing at home. I like the Rangers here. Um, I'm just going to keep riding Cleveland here. I think if there's one team in MLB at the moment that things like letdown spots and travel spots and stuff 
Um, I would wouldn't affect. Yeah, Cleveland just seem to want to keep rolling because that's what's worked for them. Um, they haven't, and we know Tampa can do things different ways, and certain teams have been streaky. Cleveland have just been, they're probably one of the most consistent sides. They haven't sort of won five, then lost five. They've just sort of grounded out, and they've got a three or four games ahead, and they've kind of stayed there. Um, and I think they're just going to come in and just keep on um just keep on going forwards. If if they start kind of mucking about with trying to arrest people or whatever, um, it could come back to bite them. So yeah, I've backed Cleveland all week. They've won all week, so I think they've done enough for me to um to earn my uh, trust and go one more night with them. Uh, decent I price as well. Won, I think they've won five in a row here. They're thirteen and three in the last sixteen games here, so they're on a little bit of a winning streak. They've won three in a row, but they've won eight of the last 10 and all of a sudden having we we had a lot of talk about the White Sox you and Moonaf uh, we're all wetting your knickers about them uh, winning the series a couple of weeks ago but I was yeah. steadfastly behind the Cleveland Guardians and all of a sudden uh, it's a six game lead now and, and Cleveland have done really well uh, yeah, to stretch their legs done. there if they win the yeah. night actually I think it's clinched um, so yeah give me uh, no reason for me not to carry on uh, taking the Cleveland Guardians in that position not next clinched. i'll oh. go back on my words there they would need to really really be bad <laughs> to lose it i think they would need to uh, be like three and uh nine in their next 12 games to lose the division if they win tonight yeah uh, biggest biggest price winner what it's been one of my favorite stories of the season actually cleveland i've quite enjoyed watching them they've been a fun watch um eight ten eastern first pitch seattle mariners at the kansas city royals uh, Marco Gonzalez, lefty, will go for Seattle. Um, Kansas City, a TBD. Um, I think it's Brady Singer. I know you think that it's Brady Singer as well. Uh, we've got no lines on this one, unfortunately. Um, but let's uh, talk us through Gonzalez against Singer. Uh, and what, what do you think the lines might be on this, Noah? Um, I think close, we, could, it? we yeah. I think we could see Kansas City as like a plus one twenty, plus one thirty dog. Yeah, where okay. they've been all week. If they've not been that bright all, even today Honestly. when I fucking even well back the twins. the twins today, uh, yeah. Kansas City were they were plus one one twenty five from plus one forty. Yeah, it just seems like a kind of a standard game. This. Yeah, um, and I mean, Kansas City's almost been my spirit animal the last second half of the year after the All-Star break. Actually, it started before the All-Star break with that series in Toronto. I'm going to keep going back to that. That was one of my best, my yeah. best handicaps all the year. Um, travel spot here, though. Big, juicy one. As Seattle uh, comes to Kansas City from Oakland, Seattle is 2-5 and five in their last seven games. Kansas City's 4-2 in their last six Kansas City's going to feast off of Marco Gonzalez, a lefty who's 10 and 14 this year with a 401 ERA, 92 strikeouts, 47 walks, and 166 innings pitched. He got lit up by the Angels for five runs, 6.1 innings in his last start. And then Kansas City, huh, this guy is one of my guys. He pitched up Florida. Brady Singer has been amazing here. Nine and four with a 314 ERA, 136 strikeouts, 32 walks, and 140.2 innings pitched. Uh, he has a 2.22 ERA in his last eight starts. This is one of my favorite plays of the day. When the line drops, I'm going to hammer this Royals money line. Um, go Gators! Yes, but, sir. Was I right? 
Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, skidding. Have that Dryden and your I, bloody <laughs> beavers or whatever they are. I, yeah, I, I, I got usually one right. have the Trask jersey up here. One of the, That's one of my jerseys that I like to hang. He was a Heisman contender for the football team, but that's that's a Florida Gators jersey. I don't know if you knew that. No, absolutely not. No, I am an, an aficionado of US college sports officially now. Um, yeah, um, why not keep back in Kansas City here? Um, Seattle... They're in a bit of a funk, just a little mini one. They lost to Oakland last night. They are currently tied 5-5, five, five, so they're making they uh, hard work. They were up Sorry? 3-0. They were up 3 nothing that game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, they, yeah, they're currently struggling to get past Oakland again. That game's in the sixth inning, I think, 5-5. Uh, five to five. And then you say, big travel sport. It's not one of their premium pieces pitching in Marco Gonzalez. Kansas City, you look going to be a, a really fun team. I just saw Johnny Junter, friend of the show, tweeted out earlier on, the Kansas City are going to be a machine in two or three years' time. Um, and uh, <laughs> I yeah, they looked really agree with him. I think it was a stupid firing of their president of baseball operations. He's got that thing ready to go. Oh, was that him yesterday? Oh, that was yeah. a very funny tweet. When I can't, what's the bloke's name? Who got fired? Do you remember? It was uh, what's his, his last name is Moore. Um, his first name is yeah. a little bit of a began with a D, maybe. Did it Dayton, Dayton Moore? Um, he's the father a, of a college baseball player that I love too, Robert Moore. He got drafted. I saw I, I saw a tweet that before he left the building, he asked if he could promote and demote Edward Olivares one yeah. last time, yeah, just for sentiment. Because me <laughs> Olivares in the fantasy community, Olivares was up and down like a bride's nighty yeah. last season and this season. So yeah, that was a funny little. It was quite a niche baseball joke, but it did make me giggle. That guy, he's so cool. There's so many stories that come out of him. He was so personable with the players, and yeah. when he when they fired him, he wanted to go. He talked to every person in the clubhouse, not just only the players. This is a story yeah. that I heard. It was like team personnel as well, like a one-on-one conversation. Just he's, he's a good dude. He is. Um, okay. Give me KC tomorrow uh, and we will move on to. By the way, you brought up Johnny Junta. Uh, I want to tease this. We, we have the idea of bringing on some people to do a sort of like playoff draft where you draft your teams and whatnot. We're going to come yeah. up with some kind of rule set. Uh, Johnny Jutes is one of the guys we had him on in the preseason. I haven't had him on during the regular season, so we'd love to ask him. Maybe Minty, we had her on uh, the podcast. Scott, uh, we we haven't asked any of these guys, so we'd like a little bit of input from you guys. <laughs> you can come in the Discord and tag them. <laughs> if they're in the Discord, tag them. Just say, jump on the draft. I guess some listeners involved know why the playoffs. <laughs> We'll just throw it open to everybody. You need to, yep. if you get in front of Johnny in the queue, you just have to have to draft the Blue Jays, whether you want them or not, just to get a rise out of them. We are transparent. There are no secrets that we keep against you guys. <laughs> um, apart from the moon off, obviously. Uh, <laughs> next is a right. So we're skipping over the uh, the twins. I'm I'm out on the twins. Um, yeah, we will go to an eight ten Eastern first pitch between. We in the Detroit Tigers and the Chicago White Sox where Eduardo Rodriguez, lefty, goes for Detroit. And Lucas Giolito will get the start for the Chicago White Sox. Lines are, they're going to be further up the page, aren't they? Yeah, I'll be with you momentarily. It's just, <laughs> there we go. Detroit, plus 155. Stop laughing. Chicago White Sox, minus 184. Total is set at seven and a half. Um... Erod for Detroit, three and five on the year, four thirty-five ERA, seventy-two and one third, fifty-nine strikeouts, 
Giolito, 10 and 9 with a 507 ERA. 143 and two thirds pitched, 158 Ks. Erod's been inconsistent um, in terms of performance, but he kind of consistently always gives up some runs. Um, he's got a 426 road. <laughs> yeah, he's got a 426 road ERA. His last start uh, was against the White Sox. This is pretty much. Uh, an indication of what you get. This is his yeah. kind of classic stat line is six and a third pitch, two earned runs. Um, Giolito has been going a little bit better recently, I suppose. 3.95 over his last five starts. He's got a horrible home ERA of 6.61. Um, these two pitchers actually had a very similar profile. Um, they do. Yeah, the, the game logs, the just stat lines just kind of come out mirroring each other. So at the prices... Um, I thought that Erod could go quite well. Um, I expect him to have a better... I was disappointed with him a couple of weeks ago. I watched, I was, when I was in Vegas, I watched his start against Houston. And I was sitting with Cousin Mush, and Cousin Mush had Houston um, first five. And I thought it was a bit of a dodgy pick, and then Erod didn't really pitch very well. So I'm going to put, give him another chance here. I think Detroit could get their noses in front here uh, in the first five innings. So the... Money line is around about plus 155. So maybe Detroit first half would be about plus 135 or something. So a decent dog price here. Uh, Detroit could get their noses in front early on in this one. Like we, and we discussed yesterday that the White Sox are just a little bit gnarly at the minute, a little bit broken, Noah. Just tribute this as like my payback, I guess, for all the fantasy beatings that you gave me all year. This was the <laughs> game that we got screwed up and I had the lead handicap as well. So... Um, the Tigers, they had an off day on Thursday, so that might mean something as they travel to Chicago, who they themselves, they could get swept by the Cleveland Guardians here tonight, but, I mean, they at least lost three of four to the Guardians here. And Detroit last weekend uh, covered uh, two of the three games on the run line here. So Chicago was not taking care of business against the Tigers. And you mentioned it, Erod, he had that typical start. He usually does 6.1, two runs, two hits, seven punchies. Giolito, on the other hand, uh, only went 5.2 with four hits. Uh, there were runners on him all day long as he had three walks with five strikeouts, only gave up one run as he got out of a couple of jams. I think that, you know, both the Twins and the White Sox, they've kind of been out-efforted by the Guardians head-to-head. And you saw the Twins enter the series with the uh, with the Royals. I mean, they got slapped around by Kansas City. I think the same thing's going to kind of happen to the White Sox here as they enter against Detroit. Just a, a lowly team, and you just kind of just are feeling, uh, I don't know, down. I, I, I don't have another word in my head to come off the top of my mind or tip of my tongue that is currently bruised and swollen. But... Um, in his career, Giolito has struggled against Detroit, so I'm taking the Tigers outright. I think they can win this game, and I think it's somewhat of like a momentum that's just completely gone from the White Sox. Hot air balloon that was con- consistently stale, like not going up or really down all year. It just kind of didn't really leave the plateau, I would yeah. say. We expected way more of them, and I, I think it's just going to come crash and burn. I, I said it was going to crash and burn for Minnesota and Kansas City. It's going to crash and burn here for the White Sox hosting the Tigers this weekend. 
Yeah, the, the word might be unmotivated, the, the yeah, White Sox. Just have been all yeah. season. And they haven't got any sort of young guys who are coming up to have a fun September where Detroit have. Akil Badu's back. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's the ghost of all the, the Akil Badu. All the Badu that, guys are there. Like, all the yeah, talent is currently there. And one of the yeah. guys that has pissed me off in the last two games, specifically, is Yohan Makata. What are you doing? Like, the, I don't know if you saw the ground ball that I tweeted out. He literally did, just yes. corrals it, and it's lackadaisical throw to the first base. The runner beats it out. Two plays later, he makes an error, and they score a run in the first yeah. inning. So, like, your team's already down a run because of you, and they lost the last night because you gave them a free run on a on a stolen base and a uh, overthrown ball. It's like, what are you doing? They should have what they should have done is given him a night off. But he ended up going out and hitting a home run anyway, so he kind of made up for it. But I mean, either way, the guy. I think he's pissed me off, but he's also pissed off the White Sox franchise for the last two years as well. So, <laughs> Okay, I've remembered to go to the top of the page for a 9-4 Eastern first pitch between the New York Mets and the Oakland Athletics. Chris Bassett for the Mets and Cole Irvin, the lefty for Oakland, who are a plus 205 home underdog. The Mets are minus 250 on the road total set at seven. And I'll chuck this across to you, Noah. Is this the penultimate game? How many games do we have left? It is the penultimate game. There we go. Oh, what, well done, man. What's the last I'm one on your page? I'm so proud of you. I want to make sure. I want to. What's the last one on your page? I want to make sure you don't skip one. Dodgers, Dodgers cards. We we skip one. Yeah, we'll I skip, skipped the Padres. Yeah, we skipped the Padres. But I wasn't having so it. This, this isn't quite the penultimate <laughs> game, but we got. They're in the, the bottom new. draw. The Padres are in the bottom draw. No, they're not. They're in the NL wild card race. Yeah, we'll see. You All right, they're in the second. They're in the, <laughs> they're in the second draw down, though. And there, they're on the way there. <laughs> okay. Well, you gave me the Padres the handicap, so I did have I? a full handicap that I want to do. Mate. But let's. I don't let's know what I'm Mets. doing. Let's hit the Mets. They they traveled to Oakland on an off day, so there's no travel day here. Uh, they enjoyed the day in the Bay Area, and then you got Chris Bassett going for those Metsies. They're three or no, fourteen and eight when he's on the mound. Three twenty-six ERA, one hundred and sixty-three strikeouts, forty-five walks in one hundred and seventy-one innings pitched. He has a three eighty-nine ERA on the road, and for the Oakland Athletics, Cole Irvin is starting on the bump. Nine and eleven on the year. 379 ERA, 114 strikeouts, 33 walks, and 166.1 innings pitched with a 279 ERA at the dump. He has a full run better at home than he is on the season. So the thing is, the Mets' money line is juiced out. So the question is, do you think that Oakland with Irvin can beat the Mets? I don't. Um, So then... You have to go down to, I mean, this is one of the strongest arms the Athletics have on their mound. Bassett's been going well lately. I like the under in this game, and specifically, I don't want to get burned by the Oakland bullpen, so I like it in the first five. Yeah, fair enough. I I don't mind any of that. Um, I've got under scribbled out, over written next to it scribbled out, and under written next to that, all in the last four, three or four hours. So, I mean, don't ask me what's going on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've changed <laughs> I've, I've changed teams a few times with this one. I just thought that the Mets were due a couple of runs. They, uh, they didn't... They were, I thought they were unlucky last night against the Brewers and that Taiwan Walker team. Um but they did come out with that ever so slightly banged up. I think Brandon Nimmo might have gone day to day and Peter Alonso at one point looked like he'd hurt himself as well. Um, Auckland have been a little bit more competitive. They beat Seattle last night. Like we said, they've actually just gone behind 7-5. to five. But they seem to have found their bats a little bit in this 
recently as well. So I'm going to stick with me over. I'm going to go with my fourth um, incarnation of this pick. Um, and I think seven's a little bit too low because I think the Mets are due a few runs. Um, and I think Oakland can contribute as well. Off uh, Chris bullpen, we'll we'll both hit this, okay? Yeah, fair enough. So we will take the first five under, um, and then full we'll uh, we'll go through the gears and get over uh, full game. Okay, so next up, then, if you're intent on doing the Padres, uh, this yeah. is going to be the penultimate game, and we, we'll go to that game yeah. now. In fact, um, the game is an eight ten first pitch, and it is the San Diego Padres at the Colorado Rockies. Sean Manaya, left-handed pitcher for the Padres and Ryan Feltner for the Colorado Rockies. The Lions are... Oh, no. They're up there. You missing them? Mm, I no. have in front of me. I've, I've got them. San Diego minus 151. Colorado plus 129. Total set at a beautiful 11 and a half, Noah. Why are you so keen to handicap this? What I have you got for us? I love this game. I love this game. I, I handicapped it so well, and it's my biggest one. So that's why I want to cover it. Uh, the Padres, they traveled down from San Diego on a five game win streak to Colorado. Not counting Thursday, uh, they could go on a six-game win streak or they could lose that Thursday game against the Cardinals. But this is a betting commandment. Uh, fade the visiting team in game one at Coors. And then the other part of that is fade the Rockies in game one outside of Coors Field. Pitching for the Padres is Sean Manaya, 7-9 and nine with a 518 ERA, 145 strikeouts, 46 walks, and 144.1 innings pitched. He's an 11-24 ERA in his last three starts that went longer than an inning. He only had he had one of uh, those four starts was a one-inning game against the Dodgers. Um, off of memory, I do not remember what happened there. He might have tweaked something and got pulled early. Going to the Rockies starting pitcher here is Ryan Feltner. Now, he's either a short, uh, short-term short guy, like they use him as an opener, or he, he has the ability to go deep into the games. Um, three and eight with a 6.05 ERA, 72 strikeouts, 29 walks in, 80.1 innings pitched. He himself has a 7.01 ERA in his last 12 starts, so he's been consistently terrible. Uh since the All-Star game, uh, Manaya he throws 62% of his pitches as sinkers, 24% of his pitches as change-ups. Those are two most used pitches. And, I mean, we talk about it all the time on the podcast. This is like some of my favorite stuff to talk about. Those mm-hmm. two specific pitches lose about three inches of break uh, downwards, vertical movement in Coors Field because of the altitude he's not going to have a good time pitching on this Denver mound and Feltner has a pitching repertoire that can do well in Coors, but he has a 655 home ERA. So smash, smash, smash this over 11 and a half. You look at the public percentage, 95% of them are on that under 11 and a half, just because the number is so huge. I love this game and we're just taking over like taking over. So we're going first five over, we're going full game over and we're going both team totals over. We're taking over. Nothing. Um, okay, uh, so I think Noah, Noah likes the over in this spot tomorrow. Um, I didn't handicap this game even a little bit because I completely forgot about it. However, I'm going to take the under. Uh, both team, <laughs> both team, both teams are rubbish. I'm bored of Colorado, uh, oh, and I'm wow. quite, I'm quite bored of San Diego. The game tonight in Colorado finished three to nothing. 
both, both of these teams are giving up. So, uh, yeah, this is going to go way under. I'll take it under six and a half tomorrow in this one. Uh, that's my handicap. <laughs> the fans are going to listen and laugh. They know they're going to cash. We're going to cash big. We're going to we're going to go down the ladder. We're going to start at the top of the ladder. We're going to go down the ladder to six and a half, and we're going to cash everything. Noah, the ultimate game is a ten ten Eastern first pitch. St Louis Cardinals at the L A Dodgers, where lefty Jose Quintana goes for the cards. Dodgers TBD. I reckon it's Andrew Heaney. Um, No odds as a result, unfortunately, on this one. Can't give you a little handicap. Quintana, five and six on the year, 316 ERA, 151 innings, 124 Ks. Uh, Andrew Heaney, three and two, 266 ERA, 61 innings, and 92 strikeouts. That's a lot. Um, Quintana's been one of the pitchers of the season, actually. We've talked about him a lot because we in April and through the middle of May, we were waiting for him to blow up. And then he just kept getting better and then he got traded and suddenly he was on a good team. Uh, and he's still he's still absolutely shoving. Uh, his last five starts, 0 one, one, two, two earned runs given up. Um, I will temper that by saying that opposition were uh, Cincinnati-Pittsburgh, Washington-Cincinnati, and then one against Atlanta. So he has benefited from a little bit of soft opposition. Uh, 460 road ERA on the season and a 431 number against the NL West. Andrew Heaney had one bad start on the 5th of September against the Giants, but apart from that, he's been good recently since he came back off the IL. Um, this is going to be tight, and I don't think the lines are going to be too far apart. I think I do, it's not very often you get the Dodgers at a very backable price. So my handicap of this was um, I want the Dodgers in this spot um, and if you're going to back the Dodgers, you just have to back the Dodgers on the run line. Um, so that would be my pick. The one one bet begets the other one. You want the Dodgers, you take them to cover the spread. So give me the LA Dodgers here, whatever that's going to be, uh, but I'll take them on the run line. Might be a little bit of plus money, I think, Noah. He's on mute. Hey, well done, everybody. Mate, you've nearly got a whole week without doing that. I know. So Unlucky. you think that the Dodgers, uh, I mean, okay. So you run, you think the run line is going to come out of plus money. And I think there's yeah. a reason for that. Uh, the Cardinals are the best left-handed pitching hitting team in the MLB. Come on, Malcolm. Okay. Okay. So I, the first thing that jumped out the page for me is I like the over, um, Quintana pitches worse on the road to a 481 ERA, and I think the Cardinals lineup is going to rake against Heaney. Now, the Dodgers lineup actually does significantly worse against left-handed pitching than right-handed pitching. They love right-handed pitching. They have 800-plus OPS against left-handed pitching uh, compared to their 767 OPS against right-handed pitching for the Dodgers. That's still great. Um, but the Cardinals 805 against lefties. I really think there's going to be some runs scored here. I like the Cardinals as a dog just because I think you explained the handicap for me. I think it's going to open up a little bit lower and backable, and people are going to jump on the Dodgers' money line when I really think that the Cardinals have a chance to flat-out win this game. They're going to come up here pissed off after losing the series to the Padres in game one, and they're going to take it against the Dodgers. Okay, so you're adding you're adding one in that uh, using my own Theories against me. Um, yep. Okay, Noah, into the <laughs> into the bottom draw. Um, 
there was nothing in there for me. I pulled the bottom drawer open. I had a look in. There was nothing to my fancy, so I closed it again. Uh, did you pull anything out? You know, I opened it and I saw the. Uh, I, I laughed at Bryce Wilson. He's like an auto fade for me. Yeah. And then you look actually, the yeah, because your man um, Javier Assad, who's pitching for the Cubs against the Pirates, actually is going along quite well. So yeah, yeah, Cubs might be a bettable price there tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see where that opens. So I I think the Cubs was my bottom drawer pick. They're minus 115 on the money line right now. Not a ton of confidence, but that's like we're, we're, we talk auto fades on SGP or the college experience. Bryce Wilson has been one of my favorites all year for the MLB. The Cubs at just slight favorites of the game. I love them on the road in PNC Park. They actually have a winning record this year on the road in PNC Park. So give me the Cubs on the money line in the bottom drawer, please. Um, there's another possible fade here as well, just looking, Noah. Um, it's Jojo Gray because he just looks oh. tired. He's really struggling lately. And they <laughs> go to Miami. Um, so that will be priced quite close together. Don't know who's going for Miami, unfortunately. Uh, but Miami might be, just with it, with the presence of Jojo Gray, that could be something close to a pick him. Um, unless it's Sandy or someone going for Miami. So uh, yeah, I'd be two enjoyable toilet bowl games there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so we'd be if it's uh, if it's a decent price we can fade uh Jojo Gray. Okay, lock and dog picks uh, to come um, after I've told you firstly about the Elias game plan app, uh, the official statisticians of a lot of the US Pro Sports League. This app is going to help you with your fantasy leagues, uh, making your picks if you're having a bet, or even if you're just talking a bit of Football uh, to your mates at work. The Elias um, game plan, uh, new features all the time being released onto that. The chat functions on there. Um, you get loads of league validated team and player news, head to head team comparisons, uh, key insights from their um, expert team as well. The You'll get a 15% off your annual subscription with the Elias Game Plan app, that is E-L-I-A-S, um, at the App Store or Play Store by using our promo code SGPN15. Uh, so that the promo code is SGPN15 and you want to download the Elias Game Plan sports betting app. And finally, uh, Run Your Pool VIP, brand new subscription service from Run Your Pool, helps you get an extra edge against the books, plus exclusive access to real money pools. Um, if you're a serious sports fan, you do need Run Your Pool VIP. In-depth guides how to dominate your pools and exclusive swag there as well. The code is SGPN VIP, and you need to use that at runyourpool.com slash VIP. You'll get a 50% off your first month of runyourpool.vip. SGPN VIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP. Okay, we got through a lot of stuff there, Noah. We overran like we always do. Moonaf will tell us off. Um, so give us your lock and dog, mate. What you got? First off, grand slam for Brendan Donovan and the Cardinals. They take a 5-3 lead late in the seventh inning of that game. Uh, okay, so I, because San Diego were my lock there. So that's <laughs> fucked that up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I cheered. You and I think Dylan locked up the Padres. Yeah, we did, gone. yeah. I apologize for fist bumping in the camera screen. Um, sorry to deliver the bad news, but I'm going to their Padres and I'm going to honestly, we're taking over in this game. I don't care what it is. The listeners can pick their poison, whether they want the Padres, uh, the Padres team total. They want the Colorado Rockies team total. They want to take the over in the full game or the over in the first five. I like all four of them. 
And I say pick your poison only because that's the saying, but it's not going to be poison because all four of them are going to hit. And then for my dog, if, if you want analysis, I'm not going to like run through it all. I heavily capped that game pitch analysis and percentage up there. Uh, it's just not going to work for either starter. Um, and then the Rockies bullpen is terrible. For my dog, how can we not Malcolm? We're going to Kansas City and like a, a <laughs> it's it's an amazing travel spot. We get Seattle coming from Oakland with Marco Gonzalez on the mound, who is just not in great form. He got lit up by the Angels in his last start, five runs and in six innings by uh that team. And Brady Singer for the uh Royals. The odds aren't out, but there's no way I can go the full pod podcast and not give this out as my dog of the day. He has been dominant with the 222 ERA in his last eight starts. This is one of my favorite plays of the whole day. Like money, money line dog. I don't care. This is probably like my top two play of the day. Yeah, that's fair enough. I was hoping you were going to take the Tigers, uh, and I was going to take the Royals. I'm um, on the grounds you've taken the Royals. I'll take the Tigers for my dog. Um, but I, t- I took them on the first five. You've got them full game. So um, just have a, a better bullpen than the White Sox too. I don't know. You should be nervous about that. No, d- different way of skinning the same cat, really. So, okay. uh, and whichever way it is, get some Detroit um, in your books. For my luck, I am going to this pitching duel between Alec Manoa and Jeffrey Springs. And I'm going to take a first five under here. Um, just all the all the uh, key stats are filled with numbers that start with a one and a two, whichever pitcher. That's really, really good. Um, Tampa Bay batting lineups kind of given up a little bit as well. You mentioned the, some clubhouse issues, maybe. Uh, stuff going on behind the scenes. The dugout doesn't seem a very happy place at the minute for Tampa Bay. Yeah, so give me the first five under in that one. In that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, it's the show done. Um, thank you very much, Noah. That was, as always, a lot of fun. Fun. Fun, 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 the keyword, as always. Okay, it is uh, Friday tomorrow. We will have a uh, lock dog total show probably for the Saturday games. Um I've got lots of work this weekend. I've got a job tomorrow. I've got a job on Saturday, which is over the other side of the country. Ooh. I've got my casino out at a couple of weddings uh, over the weekend. So yeah, that'll keep me busy and pay for a few, uh, pay for a few terrible NFL bets on Sunday night. And um, that's, <laughs> that's what that's doing. So uh, nothing not to like about that. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. You, uh, you know where to find all of our content on the website and in the app. And don't forget the discord channel as well. Um, Good luck with your MLB bets. We hope we've uh, unearthed a couple of winners for you. Um, And until tomorrow, we will see you down the road. Cheers.